What's going on? Sterling, 700 WLW. There's been a, it's like a big time wrestling. There was like a tag team situation. Matt Steinman tagged out. Taron Bland comes in, trying to keep me online and on time. He's uh, smiling. He feels good about those football Buckeyes. Leading 42-27. See, until UC lost, was it two nights ago? Was that last night? Two nights ago. It's all a blur. It was last night? I guess it was last night. I have no concept of time and space when it comes to the holidays. This is weird because it's Saturday, but it doesn't quite feel like a Saturday. And uh, so Taryn's happy. And then I go, uh, you go to like three studios down the hallway, and then there's Mario, who also a producer, does a podcast and shows and stuff, just like Taryn. Everybody does a little of everything here. And it's sadness. It's, it's uh, uh, glum. He's got the lights down. He's... He's got his head down. He's very depressed because he's a Wolverine fan. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way it goes, whether it's in Columbus or, in this case, uh, you know, this afternoon in Ann Arbor. Uh, but we'll keep you up to date on that. Earlier, Xavier basketball on the big one. Uh, they handled Lipscomb and those Bison sent them home losers, 87-62. Musketeers uh, keep doing what they do, which is winning at 7-1 and with their record. Bearcats have the running Rebels, of UNLV. And they're going to be in town. Uh, or they are in town. It wouldn't be just like fly in, get off the plane, and play. They've been here for a minute. Uh, they'll be at Fifth Third Arena. Bearcats uh, tip off seven o'clock, six thirty pregame, seven hundred WLW. Between then and uh, about six thirty or so, it's uh, me trying to make sense of things. So I'm glad you're here. Uh, a number of things to get to later. Dr. Donna Schleck going to talk on some terrorism issues uh, with this weird thing. We shoot people in the U.S. more often than not. And I don't mean we as in me, like we, but I mean as a people. We, there's a lot, like, if you listen in the news at the bottom of the hour, there will likely be a story of at least one or two shootings. It's what happens. Well, you, once in a while, but not often, do you hear uh, about, uh, you know, individuals uh, stabbing or knifing or using swords, whereas in the U.K., uh, there's a lot of that. And in a horrible situation on London Bridge uh, yesterday with the terror attack, so we'll talk on that and also, also the designation of uh, Mexican drug cartels as a terrorist uh, organization or terrorist groups and what that means for policing in our uh, business with Mexico in the days ahead. Donna Schlake is a terrorism expert as well as a former head of political science at Wright State University, Professor Emeritus. So that being said, in the meantime, lots of other stuff to get to, and I think we can have some fun this uh, long Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know about you, but I, I'm still looking at some leftovers at the house. And I, I enjoy the leftovers. And I, I uh, th- this is my favorite sandwich. And I had this when I went home last night. And, and you, you got to break it up because you can't eat turkey, 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 ham, 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 ham. I mean, you can. I do. But I had a little bounce. So I had sloppy Joe uh, sandwich. And then I, I had um, a dark rye bread, a little bit of uh, turkey, and a little bit of the uh, cranberry sauce, and some mashed potatoes, and a little bit of stuffing, and a little bit of nice spicy mustard last night. Heated that up. Slice that thing in half. Mmm, it was good. So I'm thinking about leftovers. So what I'm wondering is, what's your best leftover kind of Thanksgiving, uh, big holiday meal, like uh, ideal deal? Uh, what do you got going on? We'll open up the AcuteHearingCenter.com phone lines, give you a chance to share uh, your uh, direction, I guess, in that. And, and then the other question of questions, and I got th- this... This is a weird thing. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday, and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll be eating leftovers for like a week, 10 days. And I'm trying to process that. And I'm like, unless you freeze the leftovers, there's no 7, 10-day rule. You can't be key. If you've ever had food poisoning, you don't want it again. It's a bad scenario. So a 7 to 10, maybe if you freeze it. 
But I mean, seven to ten days just in the fridge is, is I can't see that as a way. The leftover is very unnerving. 513-749-7000. Pound 700 on your AT&T mobile. Whatever device you got there, get you in for nothing. 800-843-2441. That's the phone number. That is 800-THE-BIG-1. I want to know what what's your leftover, like your perfect leftover kind of meal. There's Popeye's, right? Uh, you can make a turkey pot pie. You, you can make sandwiches. There's um, also the, the, you can make a wrap. You can make turkey soup, uh, vegetable soup, whatever else that goes with it. I mean, there's a lot of different things. What do you do with your leftovers? Uh, and I know some people who refuse to eat leftovers. Uh, I, I got a friend of mine. She, she is uh, the anti-leftover. She doesn't like leftovers. It creeps her out, and, and then uh, she wants to. She just wants to clear everything. I, and I understand that, but it's just sort of a weird uh, scenario that sort of goes along with that. So, what do you do with your Thanksgiving leftover? The the best use of those. A lot of people out and about. I don't know how much of that. Maybe leftovers. It's a quick sandwich before you get out. A lot of people shopping shopping local today, which is kind of nice. Helping uh, businesses here. If you're not doing the tap, tap, click, click uh, kind of scenario online, which uh, people have been doing since basically Thanksgiving. Uh, the other thing that I, I find interesting, an observation or hallucination of mine, over the last 10 to 15 years, we've gone from the stuff is open on Thanksgiving night, people waiting in line because it was a big deal, and the Black Friday scenario of getting out to the stores, and it seems with the Cyber Monday and the Shop Local Saturday deal, that uh, there is not quite the same craziness around the Black Friday as there used to be. So I'm I'm curious how much of your holiday shopping or maybe just getting deals on stuff for you, regardless of the thought of the holiday, that you've been doing. As I look to my right, Kenwood Town Center, but it's Saturday. It's always slammed. Maybe extraordinarily so right now with a whole lot of people all over the tri-state and the country looking to do the same thing. And, of course, lots and lots of other people looking to head home after coming into the Tri-State or the Miami Valley, visiting family, getting on airplanes out of CVG, Dayton or elsewhere, uh, trying to get back where you're going in a whole lot of serious weather. Besides rain, there's snow. and I mean, it, it is literally a little of everything across the country. So make sure that you check out the, the aviation blog with Jay Ratliff at 700WLW.com. Give you a whole bunch of updates. See if we can't maybe track him down and see how stuff is going as well. All right, quick break. We'll come back. I'm wondering about your Thanksgiving holiday meal leftover deal and also some embarrassing thing. I had a, I had a very embarrassing thing that happened to me the other day, uh, and, and I shared it publicly, which then also may have been stupid. I don't know. Nothing new for me. And uh, we'll see what kind of embarrassing situation you've dealt with also. All I can tell you is matching. I need adult granimals, I, I think, is really what I may need. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one. Pound 700 AT&T. Those are the phone numbers. Your chance to get interactive on the other side. Quick break on your Saturday Sterling. I'm glad you're listening to the Nation Station. If you didn't know, it's 700 WLW. What's going on, Sterling? Hanging out a rainy Saturday afternoon with your nine first morning forecast. Rain, check. High 46. We'll see about that. Uh, amounts of uh, new wet stuff falling, a uh, half to three quarters of an inch possible tonight. More rain, maybe a thunderstorm. Temperatures rising overnight to the mid 50s. 
another half to three quarters of an inch possible. That's great. Uh, raking, if you haven't already finished that, or the wind didn't blow all the leaves away into your neighbor's yard. <laughs> I was very excited to see that happen with my front stuff. Uh, it was very nice. Uh, then uh, it'll be a while before you get all that crap out of your yard. Uh, 43 tomorrow, chance of more rain. Temperatures falling by 5 o'clock. That'll hopefully be after a Bengals' first win of the season with Andy Dalton behind center. What? It could happen. Aren't you excited to see what exactly happens with Dalton back? Really? Hmm. Uh, we'll have to address that a little bit later. 34 tomorrow night, rain, uh, snow, showers, uh, accumulation of a half inch or less. See, that took a really ugly turn really fast with that weather. I, I don't like that. Into the first of the week, high about 40 or so. Right now, 41, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. Glad you're along. I've been talking about the leftovers. Uh, he here's the deal. Uh, I've I still got turkey in the, in the fridge. And then uh, somebody brought me a care package with some ham. So now I've got turkey, I've got ham, I've got dressing, because uh, it wasn't in the bird. That's stuffing, because you stuff it in the carcass you know what i mean and then cook it up uh maybe you cook uh, down the, the bird and make some soup what do you do with your leftovers that's what i want to know how long do you keep them uh do you freeze them what is your plan if any or you like this friend of mine she's like nope no leftovers for me get it out of the house she doesn't want anything to do with it seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred the big one pound seven hundred at and t the acute hearing center.com phone line open you can also uh, follow along and get interactive at sterling radio on twitter uh to loveland and uh, bill 700 wlw with sterling thanks for holding bill hey, hey how you doing i'm okay how are you fantastic here's a couple of things for you so Turkey will only last after it's been cooked for about five days in a, in, a, in a household refrigerator. So what you want to do is either freeze it, make sure it's like really, really tight in your Ziploc bag before it goes into the freezer so there's no moisture so you don't get freezer burn. But the best thing to do is to make turkey salad, and oh. you can do it a couple of different ways. So turkey salad, take your cranberry and your mayonnaise and make a cranberry dressing. And, you know, I would add a little thyme or maybe some sage in there, make it savory. But onions, celery, green onions, um, you know, uh, I, I would put fresh corn. Maybe put some, you know, grilled corn in there to give it some crunch and mix it all together. You can do that in a wrap. But the best thing to do is to make a quesadilla. So, you know, a flour tortilla, put that turkey salad in there and use brie cheese. Brie cheese okay. and turkey, oh, my God, it'll, it'll blow you away. Well, I, I've uh, written this down. Uh, I've not thought about the – I don't think I've ever had turkey salad, to the best of my knowledge, and that sounds pretty good. So, Bill, thank you. That, that's awesome. That's like sounds like a chef plan. You know what I mean? That's somebody like the Finley Market kind of like, you know what, we got a turkey sandwich or a chicken salad for you. This, this is the way to go. That's kind of nice. It's good. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of geeked up about that. I might be able to pull that off. Uh, the other thing I, I noticed I've been doing randomly – is it because when I get into the refrigerator, it's like it's going, psst, hey, psst, get a spoon, psst, grab a slice of that turkey and just uh, scoop it, uh, get some of that dressing, scoop that out of there too. You want, you want some taters? You want some mashed potatoes? Yeah. Uh, th that's weird. Do you, does the food talk to you? I don't know what, what that means about me. I mean, I'm not on any psychotropic drugs as far as I know. I'm not in any like a real intensive therapy or anything other than the show. Uh, but th that's kind of how I, I feel about stuff when it comes to the food. It, it's one of those deals. So 513-749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. Uh, no shortage uh, of stuff to do with the leftovers. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. I don't know that they last that long. As a kid, sometimes... I, I, you just keep eating. It's like a Thanksgiving candy, but different. 
I mean, this is a season of uh, weight gain and so forth. I, I, I'm, I'm told I could gain some weight, so I'm not really worried about it uh, so much. But, I, you know, you, you wear your sweats, you wear your stretchy pants, you, wear, you, you know what I mean? Because you've got to make room. Even now, it's one of those things sort of as you're moving through to sort of uh, make up with that, uh, which is, which is kind of nice. Uh, somebody just sent me at Sterling Radio on Twitter something about waff- stuffing waffles. You stuff turkey in a wall? I don't. I, I don't know. I got to ponder that for a minute. I got. I do have a waffle maker now. I mean, you slice that open and do. That's just a. That's all. Just a quick line. And I thank you for that. Sterling at seven hundred wlw dot com or, or at Sterling Radio on Twitter. I. I. I'm just trying to picture. I like chicken and waffles, but that's a whole other thing. But I, I've never thought about like a stuffed wall. How do you stuff a waffle? I mean, I know you slice the thing open like a pita bread or something, but that's. It's kind of different. It's. It's uh, unusual, I think, to to say the least. All right. Uh, in the midst of the leftover conversation and how long you keep them, what you do with them, uh, if you're for or against them, uh, I don't know that we need to get into the debate of the sweet potato or the pumpkin pie uh, issue because I, I, I like them all. I, I just – as long as – I don't like walnuts. I don't really like um, pecans, but if there's enough – this is terrible. My uh, grandmother would say, oh, you're going to have a sugar problem. But – uh, the pecan pie, if there's enough sugar in it, I'll eat it anyway, but normally I don't understand the pecan scenario. I'll get into an embarrassing situation that presented itself earlier in the week and share it, and then we can maybe uh, share our obnoxious uh, situations that we've either seen or been a party to. Have a little fun on this Saturday. Charlie, it's your turn with Sterling on 700 WLW. What's going on? Hey, you want a recipe for uh, leftovers, right? Yes. This is something I've been doing for probably 25 years. Okay. You take a uh, stuffing or dressing, however you want to call it, put it at the bottom of a baking dish, put a layer of turkey on top of that, and then you take cream of celery soup, pour that on top of that. You bake it in the oven for a little bit, get it hot, and then throw cheese on top. Mm. Then you serve that over your mashed potatoes, and you got yourself a leftovers it takes up everything. That sounds fantastic, Charlie. Because I, 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 you know, it's sort of like when you have the roll, you can use that to sop up the stuff. But then you've got the, the dressing or the stuffing in there. That's that's tremendous. That, all right, thank you, that, that, and I appreciate you. It looks, it sounds like you're getting out of the car. Are you going shopping or home, or what are you doing? I'm just getting off. I'm just getting off work, getting home. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of the uh, weekend and your afternoon. And Charlie, thank you for the uh, the, the new recipe situation. I, I appreciate that. That's that's kind of nice. We might be able to work. See, the problem is now, here's the issue I'm having. I may not have enough leftovers to do what I want to be doing, right? And I know some people, a couple times a year, they'll do a turkey. But I, I mean, cook a turkey. I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't do turkey stuff that often. I mean, I'll get like a deli turkey, but I don't like actually cook up a turkey regularly. It's Thanksgiving, and that's, you know what I mean? Birds are safe generally. Chickens, not so much. They better run scared. I, I like my chicken. Jeff, 700 WLW. Hey, man. I tell you what, wild turkey, you know, the drink. <laughs> yeah, the I beverage. I never had that leftover, but I've got hangovers from it. Well, you got to stay hydrated. That's the trick. And my mom, when I was a kid, Jeff, growing up, when I was a younger man, she said, before I even was old enough to drink, she'd go, the only time you have a hangover is when you have a bad conscience. And early yeah, on in my career, she, she was right early on, but she messed with me. She just planted that seed of doubt in my brain, which kept me on the straight and narrow. You had to be on the straight and narrow. Speaking of the straight and narrow, I've ate turkey pizza, but back to the, the wait. Loaf. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Turkey pizza. Yeah. So that yeah. The, the, yeah. What do you yeah. put on there with that? 
You put it like, you know, like like ranch or something. You know, they got ranch. You could put anything on a pizza. That's true. You know, if you drink enough wild turkey. Well, you don't but, care. If you drink enough, you don't even want to eat. That's a whole other problem. That's you know another I mean? problem. But I tell you what, during uh, this is no lie, during Thanksgiving, I was out to the in-laws' house down Roth, them curvy roads, and I hit a turkey vulture. Oh, the damn thing lifted off, and I knew the timing was going to be bad. I put my hand over the uh, over my face because I knew it could, and it cracked the windshield. And my wife goes, "What was that?" I go, "A turkey vulture," and she's from Michigan. I don't know if they've got turkey vultures. She goes, "Man, what have you been smoking?" What do you do so with it? You once can you, I mean, smoke turkey. Well, I, I, that's true. Smoke turkey is a whole other story. But the turkey vulture, those things get can be very aggressive and intimidating when they're in a group. Oh, I'm telling you, this one just lifted off, and the trigonometry and and the geometry in my mind. <laughs> Uh, Flash said, this is not going to work out well for the turkey vulture or my windshield, and it did not. I'm sorry to hear that. The bird uh, yeah. did not recover, I'm assuming? No, no, I didn't go back to look no, or, funny. you know, take it to the in-laws. I should have. Well, I, I, you know, I, I always wanted to eat a goose. I don't know about a turkey vulture. They already eat the scraps. Jeff, I appreciate the call. 3.30 report straight away. That, uh, uh, getting into a weird place. Where's Marilyn uh, when you need her? Uh, your 3.30 report, Sandy Collins has an update of what's going on. Embarrassing situation, embarrassing moment, a uh, weird thing that I found myself in a situation. Perhaps you will share yours uh, on the other side. And if you don't, you can listen, and others will, hopefully. Otherwise, I'll reevaluate and switch topics again because that's what we do. Sterling 700 WLW. Sterling hanging around fine Saturday afternoon in the tri state. Sorry, I was grooming for just a second. Buckeye's still a pounding of Wolverines up in Ann Arbor. He'd be updated on that. Xavier Musketeers handled business earlier. Sent Lipscomb home, loser. And uh, later on, uh, you got UC and UNLV. What's that, Terrence? Terrence saying something. What? Who's it? What? Uh, yo, it's, it's not even mismatched shoelaces. Uh, Terrence immediately saw my tweet at Sterling Radio. And if, if you are on Twitter, you can follow or just uh, check it out. You can peep that way without following. But it would be nice to have you follow me. I'll, uh, maybe I'll follow you back. Um, I, I just tweeted at Sterling Radio an embarrassing thing that happened to me the beginning of the week. Uh, I was so busy. I had work stuff. Then I had to take the, the crazy dog to the vet. And you're thinking, why are you telling me all this unnecessary crap? Well, it all fits together. So I was in a rush. had to take a quick shower and, and uh, go where I had to go. And uh, apparently I was still blurry-eyed. And uh, as I, I get to the vet and I'm waiting in the lobby to get the, the dog into the vet, and it's cra- It's like pandemonium. It's like a TV show or something. you got people coming in with weird animals, all kinds of stuff. I mean, the only thing I didn't see was like a horse or something roll in. And I'm sitting there, and my little dog's like, Arr! And, 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 you know, because he, he likes to bark, he's, he's bred to do that. And I'm looking down at my feet, and no one said anything. And it had been like a couple of hours. I had run errands. I'd had a meeting. And, and I'm sitting there with the dog, and, and I'm trying to calm him down, and I'm talking to this woman who's sitting across from me. She clearly saw it. it, it maybe. Maybe she wasn't paying attention. She might have been averting her eyes from my hideous self. I don't know. Uh, I look down at my feet. I have two different shoes on, not just two different shoestrings, two different shoes. Similar enough because they're gray, and, and I'm like a gray man. And what I mean by that is, like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, arguably a middle-aged uh, white guy wearing gray clothes. You could w- walk right by me, and I'm, it's like the invisible man. I, you know what I mean? I may not exist. 
uh, but it's embarrassing as all get out. And then I become self-conscious, but there's no hiding it. You know what I mean? It's not like when you were a kid, maybe this happened to you or not. I can remember being at E.J. Brown's school and apparently walking to school. I must have stepped in some dog stuff. And, and I vividly remember sitting in a classroom one day going, something smells horrible. Somebody messed themselves. What is that nasty stink? And I'm looking around, and, and, and then I'm looking down at my shoe, and I'm like, I stink. This is not good. So at least I wasn't stinky, but I was looking pretty disturbing. So, and I don't know. I can't imagine I'm the only one who's ever done that, but maybe. What's the weird thing when it comes to your appearance, some odd situation that may be embarrassing that you didn't realize it happened kind of deal? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I worked with a guy once. I'm not going to name names. And we had done a promotion out someplace. We had, like, been in a car store doing something, uh, two different – we worked for the same company, different radio stations, so we were both there, giving away free stuff and hanging out, doing what people do. And uh, he apparently sat down at some point and blew out the back of his, his pants, his slacks, as some people would say. And, and I saw him like, dude, you gotta, you got you to you do something. Nobody else said anything to him. I just happened to notice – Promotions people there, car dealership people, nothing, sales rep, nobody said nothing. And I'm like, and I don't know if they didn't like the guy, they didn't notice, they didn't know how to approach him. And, and I, I have problems with boundaries, you know. I have problems, with, even years ago, filtering issues with me, you know what I mean? Stuff just falls out of my head. But I wasn't hating on him, I was trying to do him a solid and help him out. Uh, and, uh, you know, he ended up having some extra clothes in the trunk of his car or whatever because, you know, sometimes it's good to have some extra pants, I guess. So I'm just wondering what unusual situation you've dealt with wearing the mismatched clothes, mismatched socks. I mean, I don't know. If nothing else, you can see my ridiculous situation that presented itself for the first of the week. And then I, I had to take the dog, and then I had to run other places. Then I get home and then switch. And the, the shoes were comfortable. It never even occurred to me. And usually I keep everything straight. It, you know, and I have some organization, you know what I mean? But I think I may need, like, adult garanimals. And I, and I don't, if you don't know what garanimals are, like, back in the day, for kids, you, they, you could just match, like, the tags so you knew everything matched. And I don't know if that was for guys growing up, you know, maybe we're colorblind because we don't see stuff quite as clearly as others or something or, or uh, whatever. That's why, and I'll admit to doing this, too which my mom says is a genetic thing because my father used to do the same thing before they split up, I guess. I, I will, if I find something I like, I will buy like three or four of the same thing clothes-wise. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. I get like three or four of the sweatshirts. Uh, I'll get three or four pairs of shoes that are the same. I can rotate them. I don't got to worry about it. I, just put, I got enough problems. Apparently the little stuff is a major issue for me. Mismatched shoes. But the best part is Taryn looked at it, and he's, he just saw the shoestrings, which should have been a telltale sign immediately for me. All I knew was I laced them up, and I got on my way. But it's two different shoes. Very similar shoes, I might add. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one. It's 800-843-2441, and pound 718 It's just one of those things. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I share too much. Maybe that's too embarrassing. Some people... Like, uh, they, they will tell me, they'll say, well, I wouldn't tell anyone that. They wouldn't have noticed that. But I figure I'll just get it out there. I'll get in front of it. You know what I mean? I'll just own it. I'm self-aware enough to do that. I don't know if you are. What's the weird thing? Or what have you seen somebody do? Sometimes it's by, not by accident. It's just by no other choice in, in the situation at hand. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one pound, 700 AT&T. Uh, a little bit later, Dr. Donna Schlake from Wright State, a political science uh, expert in terrorism, 
Uh, she's a professor emeritus. She used to be the head of political science there uh, in Raiderland. Uh, she will join us after 5 o'clock to talk about this uh, designation as a terrorist uh, group or terrorist threat, the Mexican drug cartels, and what that means for policing moving ahead. Also, the latest on that London Bridge attack and a whole lot of other stuff as well. And uh, some scary news uh, for Terrell Pryor, former football Buckeye, uh, NFL player, uh, have been. It was stabbed, apparently, uh, by a woman in his life. I don't know if it was his girlfriend or wife or whatever else. Uh, she's uh, got herself in trouble. I don't know. People lose their mind in relationship situations. The, 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 I mean, they literally – crazy is – there's something that is a benefit for crazy and emotional. There's, there, there, is a, there is a payoff for that. The other side is people will lose their mind and try to stab you or do horrible, bad things to you. But, I mean, it was in his shoulder and some other spots. Lucky to be alive. That's insane. You don't want to be a, you don't be a, a cautionary tale or, or, or something on primetime cops, which is exactly what that, that uh, Terrell Pryor story sounds like. I hope he's okay. And speaking of Buckeyes, 56-27 leading uh, the Wolverines up in Ann Arbor, Ohio State taking care of business. Uh, that game just uh, about over with a handful of seconds uh, going at it. Uh, quick break, come back, more Sterling. 700 WLW. Sterling hanging around 700 WLW. Glad you are as well. It's a final now. I think this would be the official score section of the show this hour. It's not sponsored, but it should be, could be. Could be your name here. All right, Ohio State football Buckeyes up in Ann Arbor, 56 27 winners. Handled uh, business. Do what? I'm sorry. You want to play the pick four? Is that what Terrence is? The score? That might be. A lot of people probably will play that number. Terrence all thinking about numbers and stuff. That's a weird conversation to have because people always do that kind of weird thing. And people, and people who don't know when you're thinking about that are like, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. I, I, I don't like playing the numbers too much. I like to keep my money rather than just give it away. But maybe if it pays off, I, I'd like to be a part of it. So, Taryn, I'll, I'll throw a couple bucks your way if you're going to work that out. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, other uh, scorers of note, uh, Xavier, uh, Musketeers, uh, handling business at Centos, a game you heard earlier on 700 WLW. It preceded me, 87-62. How nice is it to hear, to hear uh, uh, Byron Larkin and, and uh, Sunderman on the radio? Later, Dan Horde uh, will hear also and Terry Nelson talking about stuff and uh, UC uh, basketball. Basketball Bearcats taking on UNLV. Coach uh, Brandon, we uh, saw earlier in the coaches' show earlier in the week, which was kind of nice, and, uh, seeing them and, uh, playing real well, and they'll look to bounce back and take care of business, uh, tip off just about 7 o'clock or so. Uh, also, in Nor NKU, the Norse on the road at Arkansas, that game later on this afternoon into the evening. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets at the Islanders. Uh, they'll skate later on. What other scores here? Uh, football scores. All right, hold on. Let me uh, update my screen. I hate it. Every time I go to do this, I hit refresh, and then it, like, chokes on itself. I should probably refresh it earlier. Okay. Uh, last night, in case you missed it, uh, in the afternoon, UC football Bearcats were on the road at Memphis. Uh, 18th-ranked uh, Bearcats, 17th-ranked Tigers, 34-24. Memphis handled them. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, not good. And uh, They'll play them again next weekend in Memphis again as a part of the American Athletic Conference Championship, hopefully with a, a different outcome. Uh, Ohio State won. Uh, Georgia handled Georgia Tech easily. This is sort of the rivalry week kind of wind down before everybody figures out about the playoff and bowling season and everything else. Uh, Wisconsin at Minnesota, first quarter now. Uh, Minnesota leads uh, the Badgers. Um, not the Golden Gophers, 7-0. Uh, uh, Kansas and Baylor, uh, it's early there, 7-0 Baylor over Kansas. 
Uh, Rutgers is at Penn State, Alabama, Auburn, no score, Notre Dame, Stanford later on, Oregon State, Oregon as well, Navy and Houston uh, later on tonight. So I think that's uh, pretty much what's going on. And a really disturbing uh, story about Terrell, uh, Terrell Pryor, excuse me, uh, in a situation, a former uh, football Buckeye uh, in the Pittsburgh area. Apparently, the story goes that he was stabbed by a woman in his life uh, in his apartment. And uh, is in some serious condition, and uh, it looks to be in a situation where he's stable and hopefully surviving. But that—that's a relationships are a strange thing. People do crazy, weird things and lose their mind in relationship situations. Otherwise, reasonable and rational people do some dumbass, dangerous things, hurting the people that they think they love. Psychotic behavior. A perfect example and a horrible story in the news. I mean, here we are, Thanksgiving weekend. Right into the holiday uh, season, full force. And uh, just a couple of days ago, Cincinnati police responding to a domestic call of some type of dysfunction. No fun in dysfunction there. Uh, One of the most dangerous things law enforcement ever rolls into is a domestic dispute scenario. Uh, It doesn't matter who's beating on who or what the allegation is. When uh, those uh, police show up, oftentimes both parties who might have been warring previously will often turn on police uh, is they're trying to, uh, you know, calm the situation. And, and, but people go, you can't take her away. You can't take him away. And, and bad stuff happens. And you had two CPD officers in, in the midst of a, like a six-minute altercation, knocked out a female officer, had her nose broken and a laceration on her face as well. Uh, you, you just, it's bewildering. And they, they look to be okay, but it, it's an unnerving scenario Anytime uh, you got to go into that. And I've talked to too many police officers on too many occasions telling me crazy stories very much like that. And sometimes it doesn't end even as positively uh, as that particular case that I just mentioned did. Uh, There's lots of stuff to get to next hour. We will touch on a few things. The Christmas tree situation. Uh, Also, the embarrassing thing here. Let me get to some tweets real quick here at Sterling Radio on Twitter. Uh, one of which, and I'm going to get this wrong, Phoenix the Gray, I believe, on Twitter says, uh, when I was talking about the, uh, I tweeted the picture or retweeted it of me earlier in the week wearing the shoes that don't match. I mean, they're close. It's not like one was a white shoe and one was a black shoe where you're like, what's wrong with you, dude? Did you have a blunt head trauma? But in a scenario where they're both gray, kind of close, even though one is a loud pair of shoestrings in it, I, I didn't notice that I had them on. So I was wondering about an embarrassing situation by dress or otherwise your appearance that nobody tells you. That's one of those like where you get food on your face. You know what I mean? You got some weird stuff in your teeth. Nobody tells you. How do you approach someone in that scenario and try to help them out? Because sometimes people get insulted, and you want to be subtle about it. And if you don't know the person, you don't know how to approach them. You know what I mean? You go, hey, dude. And you're like, or it's a style thing. Like they, they – I was talking to Taryn off the air about this because he was like, dude, it reminds me of a cartoon character situation. Then he started talking about cartoon characters always wearing the same clothes. He goes, do you think they shower? And then I'm like, dude, really? That's some sterling thought right there, Taryn. He's like, yeah. What about like their hygiene? And I'm like, I don't know that I've ever considered what happens to the cartoon characters when they're not cartooning. Like, off, like Maybe you see them shower once in a while. You know, it's one of like that Bugs Bunny thing where they're in the hot pot where they're making soup. Elmer Fudd's like, yeah, you want some carrots? You're like, yeah, carrots would be good. And they're just turning up the heat a little bit, and you're like, I feel fine. Then all of a sudden you're like, what smells good? Wait a minute. That's me. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a little uncomfortable. Anyway, Phoenix the Gray says he wore uh, two similar but different colored shoes to his mother's funeral. 
He says she would have thought that was funny, which uh, I would imagine my mom would have appreciated that kind of scenario, too. So we can talk on some embarrassing situations sort of to go along with that uh, as well. Uh, the other thing, uh, a lot of bands sort of getting back together and getting that money grab while they can get it. What, what I'm curious about is how concerned you may be about it being the whole band back together again. Or if you just get the singer together and maybe whoever else is a you know an important character to the uh, I guess what you remembered that band to be, do you care about the other players? Because the Black Crows are going to be hitting the road. They're going to be at Riverbend, and I'm pretty excited to see them. They're a fantastic band live. Uh, the brothers Robinson, uh, Chris, and Rich uh, had each of their own bands for a good number of years. Hell, they hadn't even talked to each other, I guess, in a couple years till recently, and then they decided, wait, 30th anniversary, big breakthrough Shaker Moneymaker album, their debut, millions of albums sold, lots of concerts, lots of money, and promoters were like, we will give you all of the money. And they were like, we might be able to get past our differences in hating each other if we can get some of that cash, and they will hit the road. And I will be there. But I got, I got to thinking about this. If it is it the same band as if it's just the singer? Is it the same band if it's just the people who founded it, or or, or who is a part of that? So we'll touch on that. The dangers of uh, not st- strapping stuff down while driving and weird stuff we've seen. There's lots to do on this Saturday afternoon, Sterling. Follow along at Sterling Radio on Twitter. We'll talk also on. Uh, this is a disturbing term, fur babies. I know. Don't think bad things, but it's unnerving. And I got a crazy dog, and it's not as a child to me. It's my puppy dog deal. He's my dog. But I know some people who think their pet and treat them almost like a child, so much so they dress them up in everything else, which is kind of sick and kind of wrong. I'm not saying Sandy Collins does that, but she does have the latest bit of information about what's going on on planet Earth that matters to us here in the tri-state. And she will share that information next in your 4 o'clock report. More sterling on the other side, where the Xavier Musketeers handled business earlier, uh, talking hoops and beat up on Lipscomb. Uh, I'd call it a tune-up earlier. UNLV in town, basketball Bearcats uh, going at it just after 7 o'clock with the tip-off here on the home of the Reds. And the Bengals, holy crap, Andy Dalton is back. Are you excited? No? Maybe we'll touch on that, too, if anybody cares. On the other side, more Sterling, 700 WLW Cincinnati. What's going on? Sterling, 700 WLW. That's me. Hope you're doing all right. Taryn producing the show. Football Buckeyes won. Xavier basketball got it done. UC basketball Bearcats look to handle business with UNLV in town. Tip off 7 o'clock pregame, 6.30. We're here till then trying to make sense of things. Man, I, I was just on tearing up the air. I have, I have so much I want to get into, it's almost impossible. So I'm going to try to pace myself. Uh, after 5 o'clock in just about an hour, Dr. Donna Schleich from Wright State University, uh, former head of political science there, terrorism expert, going to talk about the drug cartel thing in Mexico and uh, the designation of them as terrorist group and what that means uh, for the future of policing and, and all the usher, other issues that go along with that. Uh, we'll also get into a few other things of note. Follow along at Sterling Radio on Twitter, the CuteHearingCenter.com phone line. It's open right now for you if you got something to say. 749 800-843-2441. It's 800, the big one. And pound 700 on AT&T. Chance to get interactive that way. So here's a weird deal. I, I've talked about my crazy dog for some time. I love my dog. Dogs are an amazing – I love all pets. I mean, growing up at the house of Sterling as a kid, uh, there was a, a – uh, it was almost like there was a neon sign out front. 
There wasn't really, but it was. It may as well have been. It was uh, bring us. You're tired. You're sick. You're cast off. You're thrown out. You don't care. Pregnant, left behind, thrown out of a car, abused, battered animals, dogs, cats. You name it. They all found my way, uh, their way to the house, and we uh, tried to find homes. Or it was like a menagerie. Uh, it was just weird. And that doesn't include the pet turtle that I found, the box turtle in the woods when I was eight that will likely outlive me that uh, is still at the house right now, probably wondering when she'll get another cicada, maybe some crack, uh, grasshoppers or crickets or something because uh, this is not the season for those. Uh, but instead she'll eat some other stuff. And, and you're like, well, why the hell are you mentioning the crazy dog and everything again? I was in a place, uh, it's been a couple of years ago now, I didn't want another dog. Uh, my ex, uh, as we broke up, she took the dog that I didn't want then that became more or less my dog. She took the dog, and I was without a dog. And, and uh, you always know, I don't mean to be the prophet of doom, but generally speaking, unless you're up in age or something irregular occurs, when you get an animal, you kind of know that there's an end point. It's probably before we go, and it's depressing because it's just like, it's, like almost, it's not losing a family member, but it's like losing a family member, right? It's, it's a difficult thing. But we, we found this dog in the road, and then the next thing you know, I tried to find a home. I walked and canvassed the area, square mile, door to door, knock, knock, knock. Hey, is this your dog? No. No chip, no license. They didn't uh, care enough for the dog or weren't thinking enough. Who knows? Uh, and then about a week into this, I was like, I guess I got a dog. So now I have a dog, and I take him wherever I can most of the time. I bring him here if I could, but those people are often annoying. Uh, and my dog is bred to bark, uh, schnauzer. That's all he does. He's not a big dog. He's like 15 pounds. So he's not going to stop anybody, but he'll wake me up to let me know I got to handle business. You know what I'm saying? If something goes wrong at the house. Can't bring him here because he'd be barking constantly. So it'd be in the studio and that would be distracting. Or Taryn would have to share space with him. And Taryn's like, I'm not trying to take care of your dog, man. I got enough problems. And so I get that. But but here's the thing. I am not one of those people. Like, uh, he is a dog. He is my buddy. He is my pal. He, he uh, is a cancer survivor. He's got the only type of cancer that you could have, I guess, as a dog. And all he has to do is take basically generic uh, diphenhydramine, uh, Benadryl. It's a histamine issue. It's very strange. So he's all right. But But I know people who dress up their pets. I know people who treat their pets like they're babies, like they're children. Uh, this is a weird thing, uh, and I got the Adweek had a, an article out in a study. It's pretty wild, and it goes like this: forty percent, forty-four percent of millennials. And I'm not one who likes to break down generational stuff. I'm not hating on any one group of people, right? Gen X, Gen Y. People give demographics a name. That's why I'm using them. Okay. They say that millennials, forty-four percent of them, see their pets as starter children. And there's huge opportunity if you're selling and marketing products to these people because they spend a fortune on their animals. And I don't mean just vetting the, the dogs and cats and whatever else that they happen to have to make sure that they're healthy and have a good quality of life and all the other stuff. But they, they shower them with all kinds of crazy gifts and clothes and all this other stuff. I, I don't I don't understand the dressing of the animals. I've never understood that. No dog, I mean, cats, they put weird outfits on them in, uh, you know, uh, in October around uh, Halloween. The Christmas time, you'll see people have their holiday pictures, and they, they got them dressed up as, like, Santa dogs, got them dressed up as, like, elves uh, and wearing antlers and, and, and like, reindeer. And this, no dog wants that. I mean, it, it's embarrassing. Like, they see other dogs on the street dressed up like that. They're eyeballing each other, and they're like, I'm sorry, please help me get me out of this situation. 
Rover.com did a survey. They say 60% of couple owners say that bringing up a dog together made their relationship stronger. Okay, I, I guess I can get that. They say nothing beats a romantic walk in the park. 88% say that the, the survey that raising a dog requires teamwork. 65% agreeing that the trust is needed between the parties. And it's an important factor for developing a thriving, healthy relationship. They say 43% found their uh, partner sexier after getting a dog. Their partner sexier, not the dog, uh, you know, uh, sexier. It's one of those things. Hold on. You know, in the midst of that thought process, you kind of go, really, what is that about? It's crazy. So I get that. I mean, that's true. You you spend time together. You socialize together. You walk an animal. uh, You spend a lot of time. uh, I know that I work for the dog. Like right now in my coat, I've got like three poop bags. It's crazy. Like just in case, I've got them always. I mean, every coat, I go to take something to the, the uh, laundry to get the stuff taken care of at the dry cleaner. I got to make sure I empty the pockets. Sometimes, you know, you might get lucky. You find an extra 10 spot, a $20 bill, something. Maybe you got a lifesaver in there, lip balm. You don't want to wash clothes with lip balms in them. Get them through the, the dryer or whatever else. In the midst of this, and you're thinking, well, maybe why are you bringing this up? Here's what I want to know. Do you treat your dogs as starter children? Is that an over-obsession uh, that people are having at this point? Do you think this study is, is uh, legitimate? And I, I mean, I like research studies. I like asking questions, and it's about how you frame a question. I grasp that concept. But I want to know how much time, how much money do you dote over uh, your dog, your cat, or whatever else? And and I know people get upset. There are a lot of uh, bars and restaurants, especially when it's patio season. We're not quite there. It'll be after opening day when the weather changes. We're in that crossover period right now where you're like, the rest of the country might get pounded by snow. Eventually, we're going to get hammered by that nice. People, you see them on a patio, people get very upset. Oh, don't bring your dog. I have no problem with having dogs here or there as long as they're not attacking people. And I love pets. I, I love animals. I'm like Dr. Doolittle or something. I mean, I don't really talk to them, but I, I mean, I, I love them. So I'm wondering, do you dress your pet up? Uh, are they starter children for you? I could see that. I mean, I, I had a friend of mine tell me that if you can take care of a plant, then you're ready to have another type of relationship. You could argue that uh, from a plant to a dog or a cat or some other pet may be the next step in that general, uh, like a general idea of, of being functional, uh, taking care of yourself and ready to have something else or someone else in your life to accompany you or compliment you or something along those lines. Do you think people go too far with this? Do you know someone who goes over the top and is too preoccupied with their pet or pets? Not so much that maybe they turn into some TV show on the Learning Channel about having some type of weird fixation. That's a whole other conversation, I suppose. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 at the phone numbers. Your chance to get interactive with the AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line. Quickly, let's get to Florence to start stuff off before the break with Jimmy and Sterling on 700-WLW. Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, not too much. Just waiting for summer. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll be a while. I'll try not to bring that up. It's very depressing. I'm already, yeah, I'm already thinking Goodyear, Arizona, in, in spring I training. Go, I didn't even go outside or look out the window today. <laughs> I don't. But, but anyway, I want to talk to you about pets. Yes. My Aunt Joy, uh, it was my mom's uh, sister, she raised Yorkshire Terriers. Okay. And back in the 50s, she was getting $600 a puppy. Really? I ain't kidding you. Wow. And, and anyway, but she didn't have any kids, so these 
These they had sweaters. They had you're talking about dressing dogs up. Yep. With their names embroidered, uh, sunglasses and ribbons in their hair. Sunglasses. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of love for something, huh? Well, oh, oh, I know. She had one. She never got a first place, but she had one that was a real long-haired one. And when it got second in the car in a, in a dog contest. But now I live in an apartment. My wife and I have three houses. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's like if they don't let people in and they've got dogs, they won't have anybody renting these apartments out. Sure. Because, because they're their babies. I always ask them. Does that dog sleep in bed with you and your husband, honey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Our sometimes baby. you got to make room. They keep your feet warm no. sometimes. But, but, you, but it, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So what? you draw the line so the dog can be in the house but not in the bed. Well, so, some people let them in. Not everybody. But well, I always ask them. Well, that's true. Well, here's <laughs> the other thing: is when there, there's a moment of uh, or an interaction that's in an intimate one. Let's just say some loving, for want of a better way to say it. The creepy yeah. thing is when they eyeball you. You know what I mean? They're watching you. I, I can't. I can't deal with that. A cat or a dog, they'll just stare at you while you're, you know, doing whatever you need to do. Well, and, and that's a little too. I, I get just thinking about that. I get creeped out. My daughter had a cat. She wanted a cat. Right. She was nine. Well, my uh, mother-in-law raises. Uh, well, she's kind of sick right now, but she's all right. Right. But she she raised Siamese cats, and they're beautiful. They are. They're very intelligent too. And and uh, she's from my wife's from Petersburg, Kentucky. You ever heard of that? No, I've not. You haven't? I don't know. It's, it's down on the river. Okay. Um, it's right down from uh, Rabbit Hash. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll look it up and see. I, I have friends oh, no. in Albany in that hey, area too. Did you ever walk across the river? I've never walked across the river. I know. Well, I'm not Jesus, but but it was frozen. They didn't bring barges to break up the ice. Sure. In the Petersburg, right across from it, it's a Seagram's plant. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know where you're at. You, you, you can smell it. All right. So you could, well, I've walked across the bridge and, and back many times. Okay. But I'll tell you, these people living in Petersburg were insane. These guys that take trucks out on the ice mm. oh, yeah. and, and, and put people on tubes and pull them. Well, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that either. It's like the fishing on, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the ice thing. Jimmy, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. It, you know what that reminds me of was when the Bengals were really good in the playoffs, right? And then the freezer bowl, what he's talking about, in that same window of time when I was – he was like crazy, like 20 below or some insanity like that. And, and the San Diego Chargers came to town, remember? And it, it was like a, a, crazy. The river was flow, uh, frozen, and steam's coming off the river, and all those guys from San Diego were in shock. And the Bengals went out there, not even wearing long sleeve, uh, you know, uh, stuff under their uh, jerseys or anything, and just went out there and handled business. I was cold watching it, and I'll be one of those people. I won't tell you why I was there because I've probably talked to thirty thousand people who have told me that they've actually been there. They were there for that game, and uh, I don't think that's possible. Quick break on the other side. Loving your pets maybe a little bit too much, and, and then uh, another. Week weird issue when it comes to animals on the other side more sterling 700 wlw.com nine first warning forecast 700 wlw what you're listening to rain yep uh more of that tonight maybe a thunderstorm temperatures rising though overnight this is where it gets weird this is called whiplash weather uh you got rainfall another uh, half to three quarters of an inch possible tomorrow bengals getting it on at pbs with the jets in town and andy dalton behind center i'll touch on that later there's a lot of baggage that goes with that uh they say basically uh, temperatures falling though to around 43 uh, by five tomorrow so that'll be interesting for uh, game stuff uh, by the way you'll hear that game on 700 wlw because uh, they play here you know 
Uh, then uh, tomorrow night, that rain uh, gets a little snow shower action. And uh, down to about 34, we could have an accumulation of a half inch or less. I don't know how that accumulates to the low of 34, but that's beyond my pay grade. I just read the forecast. I don't make it. Uh, the first of the week, uh, maybe 40 or so with a chance of rain and showers. Right now, 42, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. All right, now, I, before the 430 report, we'll hear from Sandy Collins. She knows what's going on. She's an award-winning newscaster and a fine human being besides. Uh, she will uh, deliver the news in about uh, two and a half minutes or so. And on the other side, I want to do something a little bit different. And, and uh, this ties into some music stuff, but it doesn't have to be music-related. Uh, uh, there's a band called Sugar Ray. Uh, maybe you remember from the 90s, it was a big, big band for a while. I'm not going to make any comments about the guys and, and the interactions, but this thing is uh, maybe put things in perspective. Right now, Mark McGrath, who ended up being on one of those like Entertainment Tonight shows for a while and some other game show or whatever, uh, now is offering to apparently, uh, in fact, he offered and a woman hired him to dump her boyfriend. And apparently he was cool with that. I, I don't I think that'd be weird. Right. But uh, there's a whole show on Netflix or Hulu or something. Uh, about the, these people who will like a, you know, they have, you can have like a, you know, a messenger come over to the house and maybe let you know, hey, congratulations on the new baby or, hey, congratulations on the new job or whatever. There are people for money who will come over and say, you know, she don't love you no more. Hey, he doesn't want to be here anymore. He's uh, getting out. Good luck. You're getting half the stuff. Or uh, the locks have been changed, baby. I'm sorry. It's not like it used to be. But this got me thinking, because some people, you know, would think, oh, man, hey, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, good to see you, man. I used to love seeing you back in college. And then he'd be like, baby, uh, I got I got bad news for you. Your girl gave me uh, some cash, and she wanted me to tell you she don't love you no more. She wants you to get your stuff, get out of the house. She says you're a deadbeat. You know, I mean, I don't know what really he was saying, but I can only imagine it. But he, here's my thought. If you were in a relationship that was at its end, and you didn't have the uh, the wherewithal, the emotional strength, the courage, the stones to be able to say, you know what, it's over, and you were going to hire somebody to do it. What I want to know is who would you hire that's a celebrity to tell your mate that you were done with them? Or on the other side of it, if somebody was going to notify you that your wife or your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever you got going on was through with you, who would you be uh, maybe not so irritated or upset was conveying that information and that message of disillusionment of the relationship to you? You got me? If it was somebody famous, who would you want to kick your partner, your mate, your wife, your husband to the curb for you, aside from serving in papers and notifying them of a divorce? That's a weird thing. What do you do in your spare time? Well, I make some extra cash in the holidays. Telling people that the relationship is over. It's through. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing that. Maybe if the money was right. If somebody said, here's some cash, please let them know that it's over. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. After your 430 report, I want to know, what celebrity would you like to handle that business for you on either side of that uh, transaction? 749-7000, 800-the-big one, pound 700 AT&T. Your 430 report, more sterling on the other side. 700-WLW. Seven hundred WLW fine Saturday afternoon if you're a duck. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. It, maybe you like the rain. I, it's important. It's better. I'll tell you this. It's better than snow. Whole lot of the country getting pounded.
and a lot of people traveling and dealing with the delays as a result of that hopefully ahead at home or wherever you got to go or people you care about they're doing it safely just a lot of little extra time uh lots going on uh seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred the big one pound seven hundred at&t the phone number CuteHearingCenter.com uh, lines open right now. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one a pound. Seven hundred AT and T. Also on Twitter at Sterling Radio. Uh, Mark McGrath, uh, fronts the band uh, Sugar Ray. I think they're still together. Uh, he's done some other stuff too. Uh, there was a woman who hired him basically to uh, kick her boyfriend to the curb, apparently. And uh, some people either as a gag, some people just uh, maybe to burn somebody a little bit more at insult to injury, maybe because they just don't have the wherewithal to be able to deliver the news appropriately. Then if you're on the other side of a relationship breakup situation, you may want, uh, you know, you might be okay with getting the news from somebody else. So here's the question I have, and it can go either way here. If you're in a breakup scenario and you want to have someone else deliver the news, what celebrity would you hire or want to do it uh, to your significant other? And the other end of that is if you're going to have someone break up with you, what celebrity would you like to notify you? See, I would, I'll would. i just say this way. Uh, for some reason, if like Salma Hayek or Jennifer Lopez, Aisha Tyler, uh, who else? I mean, if you, any of those women would say, you know what, it's over. She's done with you. She's through. And I'd be like, well, wait a minute. What about you? You're here now. This is an emotional time. I'm vulnerable. Can you help me out a little bit? I'd be okay with that. I know that's not reasonable or rational, but still. I think delivering the news in a soft shoe way would be a guy I grew up watching on the electric company who's now played God or the president more than I think just about anybody I know. And Morgan Freeman, I think, could deliver the news in a fashion that would, would make you feel not so bad about having to split up your stuff or to lose half or uh, whatever it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it just, it's also a weird scenario, but, I mean, it, it, apparently there's a, a business out there, opportunity. I don't know. Maybe – what about Willie? Would you want Willie to deliver the news that the relationship for your significant other is over? Or what about Kid Chris? I could totally see that as a bit on the EBN uh, Morning Show with Kid Chris and goes, guys. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Rocky Boyman, maybe not so bad. Fingers would be okay. Ed, I think, would be okay with that, right? I don't know about Gary Jeff Walker. He, I could, he could go either way. He could be very nice and make you feel okay about it, or he could – he could hurt you in that regard. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one pound seven hundred AT and T. Who would you like to deliver that news? And I'm not saying like the fee would be too much. If money were no option, if they were willing to let you, the loved one that you don't love so much no more, where it's just, sometimes you may love them and you're incompatible. Sometimes it's just not working the way you'd like it to be. Maybe you don't even know and you're oblivious. That's the thing. Well, some people out of left field get that the, the, the delivery of documents that says, hey, you've been served and it's over. Ladies, I'd like to hear from you. If, in fact, you were going to tell your guy or your girl that uh, they're through, who, who would you like celebrity-wise to convey that information? That's a, that's a sensitive issue. Uh, James, it's your turn with Sterling on the big one. Hey. James. Hello. Hey, man, how James, you doing? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Good. Good. Who who would you like to handle that business? Either deliver it to you or deliver that news for you. Uh, for me, I'd definitely send Sam Kennison over to her house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell, I, in fact, I think he used to do that on stage. I remember seeing him do that. I think it was exactly. a music hall and Memorial Hall in Dayton, both. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. That, that, he called. Didn't he do that? He used to call people up, and that was like a gag, right? Oh, I I can't remember that, but that'd be great if it was. That that'd be tremendous, James. Thank you. So, would you want him yeah. delivering it to you, though? I mean, that's you delivering it to somebody else, right? You wouldn't want him telling you that. 
No, it'd be a little harsh coming from him. Right. So you're assuming that there's bitterness and, and rancor that you'd like to cause a little bit more insult to injury. I get it. But if you were getting the deliver the delivery to you, James, out of the blue, or you knew it was kind of crap, who would you want to notify you that it was time to get your stuff out of the house? Oh, I haven't even thought about that. Uh See, the sad thing is I, I've gone through this in a number of different incarnations, and, and more often than not, that's how I picture it. Who would I want to tell me rather than me deliver yeah. on the other side? I don't know what that says about my dysfunction in relationships, but that's where my head is on that. I don't know. That's right. Well, James, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one, pound 700 AT&T, your chance to get interactive. That's that's a little weird, I, I, but the people are out there doing it. I, and I'm not judging. I mean, that's a, that's a difficult thing. People do it all the time and have their attorneys do it. And they, you know, they, they hire somebody and they'll serve them. They'll, you know, they'll deliver those papers on the job. That's a horrible thing. I, I actually saw that happen once in an office, at a radio station I was working in. And uh, one of the guys I work with had somebody in the lobby. They called him out front, and then he came back. He said, you don't believe what happened. And I'm like, what, dude? And he had like a folder, uh, like you know, envelope deal. And he says, "I just got served with divorce papers." And I, I they they might have been on shaky ground before. Most of the people, I think, most of the time, probably know. But that was a that messed him up big time. And uh, I think he out of that deal, he may have had like one. He kind of got like a place setting. And then uh, I think that may have been all he had out of that. I don't know. It was a difficult thing. But that was weird. It would be easier maybe if it came from somebody who would deliver it in a fashion that was a little less harsh, a little less. But Kennison was brilliant. And and I remember that bit effectively where what they did is they had a phone and they'd find somebody in the crowd who was in a, a bad relationship situation. It was a classic. You can look it up on YouTube or whatever. And uh it was tremendous, and they'd have the girls that bring the phone, then they'd get the phone number, they'd get the guy or girl on stage, and then they'd make that call. They'd be like, hey, hey, how you doing? It's Sam. You know, we're you know we're at uh, Music Hall in Cincinnati downtown. And they'd like, oh, yeah. And then they'd be like, hey, uh, so uh, so-and-so's here, and uh, he has a message for you. It's over. He hates you. Blah, blah, blah. It was tremendous. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one pound, 718 and t Quick break, come back, a whole bunch of scores. Uh, you may have already heard about the football Buckeyes. It was a good news, a bad news situation. If you're a Michigan fan, you hate it. If you're an Ohio State fan, you like it. Xavier fans happy about some hoops action. You see in action later. Details all on the other side. We'll get you up to date on a bunch of different things to go along with that. In an ugly bad uh, situation that I uh, saw on the way into work today, that could have gone much uh, more on the in the bad way than it did, but it leads me to stuff you've seen on the road. And apparently, Christmas trees are all the rage right now. The people losing them off their cars or trucks as they pick them up to get them in the house, installed, lit up, and ready to celebrate the season. So we'll talk on that and a bunch of other things too before we're done. I'm glad you're here on a fine Saturday, Sterling, 700 WLW. 700 WLW, this radio station talk show host Sterling, producer Taryn Bland over there playing some Snoop. And uh, it reminds me uh, what he said off the air. I was asking him, like, delivering the news of a breakup uh, to you or for you. You said Snoop for him uh, if it was uh, he was going to be served with the bad news because he thinks that uh, Snoop, and I think it makes sense, would take the edge off. He'd calm you down. He'd make you feel better, probably share something. I don't know. And then show you where some more loving might be later on. You might have a day to hang out and, and have a good time. I, I think that makes good sense uh, to go along with that. And then, of course, delivering the news. So uh, let me reset this. Then we'll get to some scores and, and how it started. Is the guy who sings for the band Sugar Ray? I guess they're still out there 
doing something. Or, or maybe not because he's making money uh, breaking up with people. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, it, it's gotten some attention. So it just, it's, a, it's a twisted thing. Some woman hired him to break up with her boyfriend. Uh, which is something I guess it'd be worse or better uh, boyfriend compared to like husband, uh, wife or girlfriend. I think you get the attorneys involved to serve you papers if you're married, maybe maybe a celebrity attorney. I don't know. Uh, maybe that might be really hurt uh, the financially on top of everything. But, but if it's like a not it's a committed but non like legally binding ring on the finger, jump the broom, stomp the glass and forever and ever, at least until I say I don't want to do no more. Uh, give me half kind of scenario or the opposite. I'm giving up half. Uh, you know, then maybe it might be a celebrity thing to sort of go along with that. Uh, we'll get to some tweets on that issue in a minute. And if you got yours, seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one pound seven hundred AT and T. Earlier, uh, a basketball game you may have heard. Uh, hopefully, you did on seven hundred WLW before I got in here. Xavier Musketeers ranked twenty five seven and one, rolling uh, after a week off after some tournament action. Sent to Lipscomb, Bisons, uh, that team, I think, 3-5 and five now, uh, 87-62. Uh, the X-Men handle business. You get basketball Bearcats uh, later hosting UNLV. The Running Rebels, 3-5. and five. I think the Bearcats are a 12-point favorite, I think is what I said. If not, maybe more. Uh, Cincinnati, 4-2. and two. Look to take care of business at 5th, 3rd. And uh, tip off just at 7, pregame 6.30 right here at 700 WLW. Uh, some uh, college football scores, of course, I think the game of games. It's a rivalry week uh, in Ann Arbor, 10th-rate Michigan. I think you could call it a hammering. You could call it, I think, officially a beatdown. I'm sorry if you're a Michigan fan. It's the way it goes. 10th-ranked, uh, they are losing 56-27 to the Ohio State football Buckeyes. Uh, which, you know, that, that's uh, good news for a number of reasons. Ohio State, uh, of course, unbeaten, rolling on, should be a national championship game kind of contender situation. I don't know how you can argue that. And uh, at least until Memphis beat the football Bearcats yesterday, that was the only loss they had for the University of Cincinnati. And uh, if you're going to have a loss or just two losses, losing to what could be a national championship contending team in Ohio State, that's not necessarily a bad thing on your resume when you're trying to figure out where you're going to go bowling. The weird thing, of course, is they get Memphis again next weekend for the American uh, Conference Championship. Uh, Rutgers and Penn State going at it now 7-3 in the second quarter. Auburn and Alabama nodded at 10 in the second quarter. Baylor all over Kansas, 31-0 in the second quarter right now. Oregon State, Oregon 10-3. The Ducks leading at home. They are 14th ranked. Uh, Notre Dame, Stanford going at it. Stanford at home leading 10-7 in the second quarter. Rocky Boyman, he's breathing easy. It's okay. There's still possibility Notre Dame will handle that business. Uh, and tomorrow, it's a big one. Andy Dalton, back at quarterback for the Bengals. What? Is that a topic? Do people care? I mean, you, here, I'll tell you this, and I'll, and I'll be honest about it, and maybe I shouldn't tell you, but I, I got no secrets. I, I, uh, I, I'm kind of geeked up to see exactly how Andy handles himself coming back after being put on the bench, after being the guy for, what, eight years into the ninth season, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, and uh, we found out Finley's not the guy, although with that offensive line, it's kind of challenging. Uh, we'll see after – I don't want to say it was a humiliation, but it's an unusual situation for Andy Dalton. I guess they had to see what they had on the bench before they figure out what they're going to go shopping for. And Andy Dalton sort of showcasing himself uh, tomorrow, aside from just trying to handle business uh, and, and running that offense to try to get some wins here before uh, things uh, 
wrap up for this season. You don't want to win too much. I mean, you want to get those draft picks, right? I mean, that's that, that weird double-edged sword. You don't want to go over. That's embarrassing and sick and sad. And maybe they're, See, they, they needed a celebrity to deliver that breakup scenario, I, I do believe. Before I get to some tweets, let's get Bill is uh, holding, talking about breakups and celebrities either to do the breakup for him or to him. Depend, to him sounds weird and dirty. Uh, but, Bill, I appreciate you holding. You were Sterling on 700 WLW. Yes, uh, Bob Newhart. Oh, that would be great. Now, younger Bob Newhart, maybe. Is he still with us? He didn't die, did he? I think he's still around. I hope so. I, I can't imagine the world not being uh, around with uh, Bob Newhart. But, uh, but a younger Bob Newhart, yeah. So you're talking about, like, Bob Newhart playing the psychologist or, like, Bob Newhart on the phone doing his stand-up? How, which Bob Newhart, the guy with the Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl, or what? Either one would be fine. I think that'd be pretty good, Bill. Thank you. Because I, I, he, I think he'd he try to soften it, but he'd always get sort of uncomfortable with himself, which I, I think is, is pretty special. Uh, let's get to some tweets as I try to close one window and open another, and we speak. I multitask and fill time. Uh, this is pretty good. Uh, TM Maduche, uh, is what I'll say on Twitter, says Ric Flair. That's pretty good. I mean, you, you know, you, you find yourself in a situation where Ric Flair can show up and actually by phone, probably by phone. I don't think Ric Flair is going to show up at that. Yes. I, I, it might be hurtful. Now, would you prefer Ric Flair to tell you it's time to hit the street, to pack your bags and get out, and then have him go, whoa? Uh, or, or the other side, uh, for you to, him to deliver it for you. I mean, that, that's a, that's a toss-up. Anytime you can hang out with Ric Flair, I think it'd be pretty, uh, pretty cool. He might take you to Stone Mountain. That's true. That'd be all right. Might be, it might, it might not be bad, right? I mean, depending on how you look at it, I think that might be pretty good. I mean, you know, it's something. Uh, Mario, uh, from down the hall, he, he's sulking. He's upset right now because he's, he's a Michigan fan. There are a few of them around. I've worked with a few. I've had friends that are few. You know what's strange? Scott Stanley produces stuff here. He's a he's a Michigan fan, and and I got two other friends that are named Scott. I think it must have something to do with the name Scott. Now that I think about it, two other Scots besides Stanley uh, that are also Michigan fans, all sulking and sad today. It's unfortunate, but I mean, you know, you got to lose sometimes. It's the way it goes. Mario says Eight the Rock. Do what? Eight years in a row? Yeah, it's like a record, right? I don't think it's gone that long in a long time. People get fired for that in Columbus if it's the other side of the coin. They don't let you go eight years. You know what I mean? You can, you can be like almost a national champion, and then you, oh, you, you let Michigan beat you? You got to go. I mean, that, that's sort of the way it is. Uh, also, uh, Mike on Twitter says uh, Mojo Nixon, our buddy Mojo Nixon. That'd be kind of good. And, and in my book, whenever I write a book, I'm told I should write a book. I don't know if that's delusional or not, probably a little bit. Says Because uh, I worked with Mojo Nixon for three days. We did not get a breakup a notification in that. It was just a scheduling issue. Uh, but I, I could see Mojo Nixon doing a breakup scenario. I could totally see him sharing that information. That might be something for good or bad. I, you know, it's one of those deals. All right. Uh, here's what I want to do next hour, because there's a lot going on, and we've goofed off most of the day. And it's Saturday. I try not to get too serious too much, although you could argue talking breakups. Breaking up is serious. It's devastating. Uh, there's a teacher sex story or two that I will get to next hour because I can. And uh, Dr. Donna Schlage from Wright State University, former head of political science there, professor emeritus, a terrorism expert, going to join us. And give us some details on this Mexican cartel thing, now designated, as I understand it, as a terrorist organization. And what that means moving forward, either with our military or with the policing issues and trying to solve a cartel problem, which is obviously south of the border horrific and uh, even causes problems on this side of the border. Aside from the the issue of of the drugs and, and so forth that they often move. 
which I think there's a supply, not as there's a demand issue. I think it maybe maybe solving the demand issue might also be a part of that. But we'll pick her brain on what this means uh, long term for the U.S. as well as Mexico and, and uh, some other stuff to sort of go along with that on the other side and, and uh, processes for impeachment because she knows that being uh, political science like boss at Wright State. All right. So we'll come back on the other side. Sandy Collins has your five o'clock report. We'll make sense of things with Dr. Shalek and uh, do all kinds of other things. So we've got an hour and a half or so to spend time together before UC basketball Bearcats look to send those running rebels back to the desert of Las Vegas. Losers. One hopes. I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse, but I'm not playing. I can do whatever I want. It's Sterling, where the Reds play, where the Bengals play Sunday with Dalton behind the the center, where the the Musketeers uh, won some hoops action earlier, and uh, where UC looks to get it done later on tonight. 700 WLW Cincinnati. 700 WLW, what you're listening to, fine Saturday afternoon. uh, It's after 7. If it were summer and the sun were still in the sky, I wouldn't say evening, but the sky is darkening. People make their way all around the tri-state, hopefully allowing a little extra time with wet uh, surfaces. And uh, apparently sheep running loose on 75 and Fort Mitchell. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I heard Sandy Collins say that in the news. I, I'm a little troubled by that. We'll get to weird things you see while driving in a little bit. Uh, lots to do before uh, UC basketball with UNLV in town. Tip-off just after 7, 700 WLW. Uh, as I sit here trying to make sense of things, it's Sterling and the uh, Professor Emeritus, former head of political science, a terrorism expert, knows a thing or two about a thing or two from Wright State University. Dr. Donna Schleck, it's been a while. Well, welcome back to 700 WLW. How was Thanksgiving? Hi, Sterling. Thanksgiving was great, and there were absolutely no hearings to watch on television. That, that, that's kind of a good thing. We'll touch on that in a little bit in this process of impeachment and what's next, uh, because it, it's interesting, and it's all about the politics of it at this point, because it's not a real criminal thing. But uh, speaking of criminal behavior and so forth, as a terrorism expert, you seem like a, the, the perfect person to reach out to to sort of get a better understanding of what's been talked about. As uh, the president has talked about labeling these Mexican drug cartels as terrorist organizations. So so for, for the people who, of the world who don't know what the hell that means and how that works with the nation states south of our border, Mexico, and us getting along and policing, help us understand, Dr. Schleyhek, what that means uh, moving ahead and, and uh, whether for everyday people here, uh, for law enforcement and everything else that goes along with it, because it's a pretty interesting circumstance. Uh, I, I know, Sterling, that you were aware of that awful case of the murder of the, the Mormon families in, yes. in Mexico. They were heading, uh, you know, they, they were on the road. That family lived there for, you know, decades. Horrible. That family called upon President Trump to declare uh, the, the Mexican drug cartels as terrorist organizations. So it was an impassioned plea. Um, you know, I, I think, as, as we saw in the case of the, uh, you know, the Cincinnati student who was held hostage in North Korea, uh, sometimes those family pleas can have a big impact. So in this case, uh, within a pretty short time frame, the president went in this direction. So why would he do it? Uh, we know that the Mexican cartels don't have big political agendas, which is usually how we think of terrorist groups. But what President Trump has done is basically allowed the intelligence, the law enforcement communities, uh, and possibly even our military to work together because of some components of the Patriot Act. Remember that act after 9-11? Sure. Well, that's that's, that's that last weapon um, that, that could have 
some time ago have been brought to bear uh, to to try to you know make even more effective, more aggressive our our work against these cartels. But so why the Patriot Act? Why call them terrorists? Well, uh, from my perspective, there's really, in, in other words, showing that we're, we're doing something, which is what the families were wanting. But um, the, the big piece that will be available to law enforcement, border control, intelligence, et cetera, it's really a banking component. It's the financial aspects that were, were not available previously, but under the Patriot Act, now they can go after the money. If you followed El Chapo's trial, his you know, billions and billions of dollars, um, it was the money trail that helped bring him down, as, as, as well as his brutal activity in trafficking narcotics. So this really gives them one more tool in the toolbox to follow the money and put pressure on the cartels. That's really the biggest difference that I see. In the midst of, of that concept, so they can use the U.S. banking system, but reaching into, say, Mexico's economy and their banking system is not the same. I mean, the borders do mean something, whether there's a wall there or otherwise, the arbitrary line drawn wherever it is, whether it's even to the north of Canada. So in the midst of that, is that open up a diplomatic channel with that, if that's not already there? Because I know that they had sort of been trying to handle that a little bit more effectively south of the border, but uh, obviously a high-profile murder situation or execution situation like that family there is, is uh, certainly yeah. not showing them being very productive. And Mexico just blew a big attempt to arrest El Chapo's son. I mean, it was a huge well, gave him back, right? It was a huge embarrassment to law enforcement. They look incompetent. The American families living in, living in Mexico are calling directly on the president for some action. But this measure will allow the U.S. to go after them financially. So if you're a bank or even a business doing business with uh, cartel-related money, even if you don't know it, you could be vulnerable uh, for, for prosecution. So it, it's a small tool in the toolbox. It's a little troubling to me because it, it, it's already complicated enough when we start talking about the political agenda of groups that use violence. Uh, and, and you hate to muddle you know, that conversation even further. But I would say it's a marginal. It can't hurt. It could potentially help. But what people expect is to see the military intel, border patrol, law enforcement all working together. And after 9-11 and because of the Patriot Act, that, that basically happens now. So this is, this is a signal to those agencies. You've got higher priority because of, of, of its terrorist label and a few more tools in the toolbox because, as we all know, trafficking drugs is big business. Yeah, now, is. the Mex Mexicans fear that this is going to lead to maybe drones or perhaps military action, U.S. military action across the border on Mexican territory. So there's been a really negative reaction in Mexico. You know, you're attacking our sovereignty. Uh, the White House is saying that, you know, n none of that is, is on the radar, but it would potentially open up the possibility of strikes, either financially or with other types of force against these, these organizations. That's kind of an unusual Mexican thing. Do you, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Donna Schleich, by the way, Professor Emeritus, former head of political science and a terrorism expert from Wright State University with Sterling 700 WLW. So you, you mentioned something very interesting there in that the idea of going across the border, and we do it all over the world, whether it's with drones, with personnel on the ground, contractors, or, or other groups that we maybe support doing our work of one type or another globally. But having a neighbor so close, literally to our south, 
where we, uh, for all intents and purposes, get along. I mean, we're allies for the most part. Uh, How does that work in the idea that what we could, without notification, just go across the border, either uh, with electronic uh, technologies uh, or actual personnel boots on the ground to go after these cartels? That gets deep pretty fast, doesn't it? I mean, to imagine Mexican police or military coming into Texas or or, or Arizona or something is uh, inconceivable to me. It, it is a very touchy issue because we have that posse comitatus rule that our military can't be used in law enforcement domestically. But that, of course, has nothing has nothing to say about across the border. So is, is this possibly opening up, you know, a period of a much more aggressive policy and potentially using military force against them? Now, has our military advised and helped train Border Patrol? And that's been going on for years, using drones to patrol the border years, right? We're using those technologies. So I'd suggest it's the money first, and the president wanted to, you know, answer the plea of that family uh, by invoking this. But it's a marginal increase in what we're going to do, but it does raise the the visibility. There you go. All right, uh, one more thing. In the last day, uh, we've had some uh, really disturbing issue when it comes to terrorist uh, attack in London Bridge. You you had two people killed, and the person uh, who was uh, held down and sort of overtaken by uh, civilians ended up being killed by uh, police. Uh, dealing with things there in London yesterday. Uh, We obviously, uh, there's a big difference between the U.K. and us when it comes to our violent crimes generally. Shootings every day in the news, whether it's Cincinnati, Dayton, Louisville, all over the country. I mean, it's a a big issue. Uh, And terrorism not even necessarily a part of that, clearly. Uh, and you can kill people from a distance with a firearm, not so much with a knife or a sword. you got to be up close and personal. Uh, in London and the U.K., for some years, the issue of knives and swords being used is something. But this terrorist attack there, this guy apparently had gone to someplace after he had been locked up for, what, six or so years, I think, for terrorist acts, released again in a group. He was in a first session of a group trying to help people get their lives on the straight and narrow and keep them on the straight and narrow, and then goes out and, and starts, like, attacking people. What is going on over there? Uh, obviously, they have tighter gun control uh, than we have here. They, they have to go to knives uh, or swords. But, we're the, you know, Brit, the Brits right now are asking, were you tracking this individual? Why was he let out of jail? Yeah. You know, was, was he act, acting as a sleeper in this cell and maybe doing more recruiting? Mm. And the, the bigger question, since another attack happened in the Netherlands like this, That's right, is, it I, is, is it ISIS-related? Are they, despite the fact that they've lost control of the territory they called their caliphate, are these their followers who are saying, we're still here, we're heavily embedded in the European community, and we're going to continue to attack? And, you know, the next step will be – will and, you know, they're so dispersed now, right? They're all independent franchises. The <laughs> so, I don't mean to laugh. Have... That's a weird way to describe it, but it kind of is. And that, that non-centralized dispersal, uh, apparently, obviously, it's like whack-a-mole. So it does allow those cells to move and grow in their own, like a almost like some type of living organism. It, it makes it harder for policing and trying to crack down on this, yes? It does, and all of the prisoners, you know, who, uh, that the Kurds are currently holding in in Syria, the Turks may be taking them over, but many have escaped. Uh, you know, you've got women and children in those prison camps, but but probably a few thousand ISIS fighters as well. So the situation in Syria continues. You know, the Turks, the Russians, and the Syrian forces are going after ISIS in, in, in a last attempt, but many of them are in Europe and they're outside the region. So the caliphate, while it may have been destroyed, 
hasn't been destroyed virtually. Uh, I don't, I, I, I'm waiting to hear more as well about London and, and the Netherlands, but that is the, that's where my mind went the first time. There you go. Now, it is a geopolitical situation, and being Professor Emeritus and former boss of political science at Wright State University, and you've been a part of uh, you know all kinds of uh, issues of working the peace and the Dayton Peace Accord, and, and as a, not just a political science, but terrorism expert. Now, to put on one or all these hats maybe are interrelated, but we are in a very strange time and have been for a while. Uh, and I don't want to get too deep into it. It's the holiday season, but it's a weird time also in this process of impeachment, whichever direction it goes down the line. Uh, President Trump, of course, uh, flew into the Middle East and greeted our troops in, uh, for Thanksgiving, which was a, an unprecedented kind of situation where he was in theater. Uh, and that's something and continuing on doing the POTUS's job in the midst of uh, the storm of, of uh this process of uh, investigation and, and the politics of it. I guess the, I want to know what's next. And in this process, with these lawmakers coming home to Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and all across the country, because it is a political thing, not a legal process uh, as far as criminal proceedings, is the job of the lawmakers coming home to try to get a, a, a feel and the temperature of the electorate and what people want to be done? What is happening now in this before they get back to work? Okay. Well, uh, the stage is set now to move the inquiry from the, the House Intelligence Committee over to judiciary. We remember how well uh, Chairman Nadler ran the last hearings. Remember uh, Mr. Lewandowski's testimony? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so all eyes are going to be on, on the hearings that, uh, that will start this, this coming Wednesday. First, Wednesday morning, we'll probably be hearing some testimony about the history of impeachment and the rules that apply and you know, procedures that have been followed. There are no real procedures laid out to, to, to a great extent in the Constitution. But now it moves over to judiciary. All the reports go there from in, the House in Intel and the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and it will be up to the Judiciary Committee to decide which articles to recommend to the whole House to vote on. And uh, I think we've had a lot of signals from Nancy Pelosi. There's not going to be a long, complicated you know, list of charges trying to keep them simple contained so that the public will understand them. And I don't know if that will make it easier for the members of the House and the Senate who are going home to, to listen and, and no doubt have endless conversations with that. But um, I, you, you're right, and I think it's really important to remind people what the Constitution says about a high crime. What, what, what the heck is a high crime? Well, in British common law, a high crime means somebody in a high position of authority has abused their, their office for some sort of personal gain. So I think you're going to see the articles of impeachment, uh, you know, the, the different counts, the different charges, are going to line up really carefully parallel to what the Constitution describes as a high crime. Uh, was there use of public office? for personal gain for the president. And I think it's pretty clear what Adam Schiff is laying out, that he used his high office in being able to put a hold on military assistance to Ukraine in order to extract a favor and investigation into Burisma and the Bidens, uh, probably in the hope of producing material for his, his competition in the next election. So it's going to lay out pretty clearly words like bribery and extortion may be used. But, you know, we don't even have to use those words, which people understand in terms of organized crime and criminal activity. But remember, it's a political charge, right? So what can you prove 
that you've abused your office for personal gain, that abusive office. And we'll probably get two to five or six. I imagine they'll include the Mueller report in, in the filing. But uh, Nancy Pelosi, I, I affectionately think of her as Mama Pelosi, who oddly, what was it, two weeks before the story broke in the whistleblower, said she expected the president to self-impeach. And, you know, that, that one lingered with me for a long time. Um, but, yeah, Tuesday, uh, sorry, Wednesday we start. Uh, the reports are being drafted right now, although Adam Schiff has said he, he will have more hearings if, if something comes up. But the process moves forward. Intel, foreign affairs to judiciary. That's where the articles will be drawn up, and then they will go to the whole House. For a vote, the plan is before they break for the uh, the Christmas holiday. And then they'll come back, and then the Senate will get to play with it, and then you'll see the Senate being on the other side of the fence, and then it probably will be nothing unless there's something grossly uh, shown to be uh, glaring, correct, unless public opinion is somehow swayed to a greater extent, because it's still about a 50-50 split, appears, on most of the population of the electorate, yes? Oh, it is, and and I think that split will show up in Congress. What what I've advised people to keep in mind, and and I I remember coming home, hearing about the Watergate you know investigations in '73, and having carefully watched the '99 impeachment trial of Bill Clinton in the Senate. The, the, the lesson from Nixon is things can move suddenly, very very quickly. Uh, you know, the, the public was uh, not in favor of impeaching and removing Nixon, uh, you know, two weeks be before he resigned. But when those tapes were made public in which he was overheard clearly planning to use the CIA to impede the FBI investigation of the Watergate break-in, everything turned on a dime. The Republican leadership went to the president and said, Mr. President, you are going to be impeached and you will be convicted in, in the Senate. And it turned around in a breathtaking, a shockingly fast period of time. So while it seemed to be like a glacier moving down the mountain, and, and it still feels like that, it could change very quickly if there is some, you know, if, if, if there is a break in the case. Public opinion and the Senate, uh, the people who are going to vote. It, 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 it turned around literally within a two-week period. Well, it'll be interesting to see in the days ahead. All I know is it makes my the whole process, this whole thing makes my stomach sick. As we sit there, and the difference from the Clinton thing to even the Nixon thing, which was before my time, is just as it moves through, it's – it's weird. But it's surreal. And, and uh, conversations can't even be had now. I mean, over Thanksgiving or anything else, because people don't see the same thing the same way. And it's uh, divisive as all get out. It's just I want it to be over with already uh, one way or the other. It just needs to stop. It, it, it is painful. It's painful for the country. It's distracting from our government, all branches of it that, 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 that have, you know, full-time business to be taken care of. We're going to have something very interesting to watch in terms of how Senator McConnell and, of course, Chief Justice Roberts decide to handle the trial when it gets to the Senate. Um, I, it, it, that trial will probably produce much bigger audience than, of course, Adam Schiff's hearings have. But he had an audience of, what, 12, 14 million? Yeah. So uh, that, that, you know, that, that was the warm-up phase. That will be – that's when the country will be tuning in and people will be you know, asking for their little pre-digested piece at the end of the day. And <laughs> it, may, it may slowly die out in the Senate. Uh, it could turn to, you know, some Republican senators may feel the need to state 
to the public before everybody goes back home for re-election, that perhaps uh, an article of censure uh, would be in order as well to basically say we condemn your behavior, right. uh, but it does not rise to the level of removing you from office. We'll see what that goes. Effect, yeah, that, that in effect is 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 – what was the outcome with Bill Clinton as well? He was not convicted, but he was sullied. He, you know, his last two years in office were, you know, incredibly challenged because of it. But stay tuned, Sterling. It could change quickly. In the Nixon case, it did. We'll and see what happens. I'm against the one time. President. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I guess we'll look for you again in the future. Against the one time. Always a pleasure to get in your head and get your perspective and experience. And Dr. Donna Schley from Wright State University, professor Meredith, former boss of political science. Sorry to be late for news, but a uh, good conversation and insight from her. Five thirty port straight away. Lots more to do on your Saturday, Sterling. Seven hundred WLW. You just feel better when Jimmy's on the radio, don't you? No, I don't mean me. I mean, like, Hendricks, you know. How you doing? Sterling, 700 WLW. Um, you know, on the way in today, I was driving in, and because uh, I don't have, like, a rickshaw or whatever, you know. It'd be neat to have a rickshaw, but I, I don't have one. Um, I, I'm driving in, and I uh, got stuck in, in a traffic situation. And what it was is a couple cars in front of me, a truck had it looked like it, they were either moving or bought new mattress and foundation, two sets of bedding. How do I know it was two sets of bedding? Because they didn't have it tethered down or tied down well enough for it to stay in the bed of the truck. And the people directly behind them didn't see the future the way I saw the future because the future was ugliness. The future was I'm driving too fast and a mattress or box spring will catch some of that air and flip out of that bed of a truck. And sure enough, it did. And right in front of the SUV in front of me, which uh, thumped it. And then uh, they dragged it for a while and then uh, they had to pull over. I had enough room behind me because I was prepared. I saw it. I've seen it before. Unfortunately, I'm sure I'll see it again. And uh, I just uh, changed lanes and then gawked for a minute looking and went, hmm, somebody's calling the insurance guy. I bet somebody gets a ticket today. And then on I went. And it got, it got me thinking about, like, strange or unusual things I've seen while driving or stuff that you might have seen while driving, too. And, and then I, and, uh, and I wasn't really going to spend much time on this. I talked about it briefly earlier. Uh, but then Sandy Collins in the news, I don't know if you heard this, and it was almost like it was served up just for me and just for you and this conversation at 749-7800, the big one, and pound 700 on your AT&T and the AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line. In that on 75 South, in the Fort Mitchell area, apparently somehow, I don't know if they were on a truck, I don't know if they got loose, I don't know where they were, there were sheep on 75 just running loose, which, uh, that's not good. My friend Wendy loves some sheep, but I don't think, it's very traumatizing to imagine sheep on the interstate, it's not good. So like if I was driving and I saw sheep on the road in the rain or otherwise, it's not good, it's a bad time. But it leads me to something else. And then I'm going to ask you this. What have you seen, strange or unusual? See what I did there? You know, it's an easy enough. It's like a hand-delivered topic du jour in conversation to share a story. And truck drivers see everything. People who deliver stuff out on the road all the time, going here, there, and everywhere else. People spending time in the city, hitting on 75, 275, you name it. There's always some weird stuff on the road. I remember it's been some years ago, cattle got loose. It was a bovine-like runaway situation. It was horrible bad, and, and uh, things got pretty weird. And, uh, and you, you don't want to hit any animal. But can you imagine, like, driving and uh, run into, like, a sheep or a, or a, 
a cow. I mean, it, it, nothing good. It's bad for your car. It's bad for the animal. It's just a lot of ugly. So I ask you now, though, what is strange or unusual thing that you've uh, seen or come in, in contact with uh, while on the road? Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one. That's eight hundred eight four three twenty four forty one. And pound seven hundred on your AT and T mobile device of choice. You can also follow along and. Uh, get interactive at Sterling Radio on Twitter if, if you're out there doing the Twitter thing. If you'd like to tweet, uh, which, by the way, I still don't feel – it seems – I tweet. I don't, you know what I mean? That doesn't sound like a right thing. You don't want to tell somebody, I tweet. No. It just sounds weird. But I do. I'm not going to say it, but I, you can find me there. And that's sort of a, a weird deal. I, uh, driving through uh, from the desert of Las Vegas, actually, where UNLV is from – uh, in town at Fifth Third Arena, tip-off just after 7 o'clock. Uh, UC f- basketball Bearcats going to take them on. I lived in, in Las Vegas for a while. When I was moving back to Ohio on 70, uh, making the drive, I saw wild turkeys in a cluster in a, uh, a herd. A uh, Not a herd. What, birds are flocks. That's it. I uh, lost the, the word for a minute. Um, and I, I about crashed the truck. I couldn't, I'd never seen anything like it. It was like a whole herd, flock. Of, uh, they weren't flying, though. They were just walking, because I don't think they really fly, do they? they? They were just walking along 70, hanging out, doing turkey things. And immediately I was like, if I could just get some uh, dressing or some stuffing, like leftovers in the refrigerator after Thanksgiving, like right now, you know what I mean? Brandon, 700 WLW, w- what have you seen, strange or unusual, while on the road? <laughs> it's been about uh, three or four years back. We're heading down, my wife and I, my sister and her boyfriend at the time, we're heading down to uh, opening day for the Reds. <clears throat> we're on 75, and all of a sudden, you know, we're going 65 mile an hour. All of a sudden, we stop. And we look, and there is a Mustang in the middle lane facing us. And then all of a sudden, he smokes his tires, does a 180, and just takes off down the highway like we're in the middle of Fast and Furious. <laughs> So, so I don't even know how I'd process that if I was driving. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what happened. Everyone sat there in traffic for the next four minutes just looking at each other like, what just happened? That's insane. Brandon, I appreciate the call. Uh, Elliot just emailed sterling at 700wll.com. Well, I mean, that's the address. They didn't – I mean, I'm sterling. It sounded weird. I apologize. But Elliot says uh, he, he was driving in Kansas – I don't know if he was living there or what, I would assume. I don't know. Maybe he's driving through. Uh, says that he saw a small plane that had uh, landed on the freeway. Yeah, that would that'd be something that sticks with you. I, I, would, I, I don't know what I would do. You, you, you hear about it occasionally, but to actually see it or be close to it is, uh, is, is unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that also how, how capable would you have to be in that situation to actually land the aircraft there? which is amazing. And you don't want to be in a plane and be forced into that scenario either. That, that, that Nothing good. I mean, it's a good landing, but, I mean, it'd be worse. You, you actually land the vehicle safely and soundly, and then uh, the next thing you know, you get hit. That would be my luck. I land the plane safely, and then somebody can't stop as I'm getting out of the aircraft, and then I'd get thumped by a vehicle. That would be my sterling luck. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one, and pound seven hundred AT and T. What is a strange thing that you've seen on the road uh, on seventy five South around Fort Mitchell just a little while ago? Apparently, sheep, uh, sheep plural, right? Sheeps is not right. So sheep in uh, a quantity of more than one uh, running loose on seventy five South around Fort Mitchell. 
that's disconcerting. And that ties in with the getaway of furniture scenario of a mattress or a foundation uh, flying off of the back of a truck uh, that somebody had apparently decided not to pay for delivery or not rent a box truck or something to pay for uh, somebody else to, to bring them their uh, new bedding. And that ended up, sadly, uh, for them and then the car behind them uh, on the road. And I used to work with a guy who was riding his motorcycle uh, on the interstate and uh, ended up not being able to get out of the way of somebody in front of them to do the same damn thing with some uh, betting. A future reference, uh, pay the delivery charge. Rent a box truck. You don't need to tie down your betting on the, on the back of your, your truck or, uh, in, I mean, at all or on the top of a car because not a damn good thing comes from it at all. Elizabeth, Jennifer, hang on. Stuff you've seen on the road, the good, the bad, the ugly, sheep on 75. It's craziness. And, uh, oh, a quick treat, uh, tweet here. Somebody says they saw pickles. I... <laughs> Let's just read this. An overturned truck north of Dayton uh, said 75. There were pickles all over 75 earlier this week. So pickles to the north, sheep to the south, and who the hell knows what else in between. It's your Saturday Sterling with your chance to get interactive on the other side. 700 WLW. Sterling hanging out fine Saturday afternoon. Now evening, I guess, is what you'd call it. 700 WLW because it's dark. I mean, if, if you're in like a, the other part of the hemisphere, in parts of Alaska or whatever, where it gets dark for like months at a time, then I, that would really mess me up. Uh, it's daytime, but it's really nighttime. And then nighttime, it's really daytime. And the other time of the year, it's... Uh, and you want to wear those weird glasses like a northern exposure that help you with seasonal affective disorder. And then you can't see necessarily what's on the road. And maybe you miss a sheep that's running loose on 75. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's terrible for the sheep. I mean, it's terrible bad. Uh, that was going on earlier around Fort Mitchell in 75. And earlier also, or earlier in the week, I should say, somebody uh, tweeted at me talking about pickles. Which, by the way, I'm curious, was it like jarred pickles? Or how do, does it, do they make pickles in, like in big vats and travel around like they do with a tanker truck? I, I'd like to know what the hell happened north of Dayton with the pickle situation. Uh, and I've seen some weird things. Taryn, who's producing the show, before we get to Jennifer and Elizabeth and Chip and Tim and Room for You at 700 WLW, talking weird stuff you've seen while driving. Uh, you just you can mention her, I can do whatever. You tell the story, you can do that. Get on the air, man. No, other people are scared, but I mean, you're on the radio. You do a podcast. Pimp the of podcast, course. too. What are the podcasts? Oh, uh, don't question yourself on ESPN 1530 with myself and Mario Doremus. Yes. Michigan fan. Yes. Uh, He's sad right now. Mario needs love. He's very depressed, and he, he can't handle it because Ohio State football Buckeyes handle business. There's a score for you. They, they, got, they hammered him, by the way. Let me do, should I mention that? Is it all right if I mention that? Yeah, uh, 56-27 Ohio State over uh, Michigan. Go ahead, Taryn. I'm sorry. And then no holds bar with myself and Rick, Rick Uccino, but yes. I'm not here to plug the podcast. No, but I wanted you to because we can. I mean, I, I, I didn't even mention the, the Chubby and Stick podcast I do on the iHeartRadio app with uh, uh, Kevin Carr there, you know, in Fat Guys of the Movies. I didn't do that. I wanted to make sure you mentioned yours, and then people can listen to those at their leisure. Uh, not now because then that's bad for us, and then I'll be begging for change on the street or something. Both on ESPN1530.com, by the way. There you go. Okay. So, uh, driving, weird thing you've seen. Uh, this is about my junior year of college. I went to Bowling Green mm -hmm. State University up in Ohio. Yeah. Go BG. We just beat UC last Sunday. Uh, but <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good for you, though. Sure. But nonetheless, um, we were driving to, to the mall up, up in Toledo, and we were coming back. And up there, they have no streetlights. Right. And we were coming back, and my buddy... My buddy was was texting, and if he te if he looks down, 
one second longer, we we would have hit a dresser that was just sitting right in the middle of the highway. Just a dresser in the middle of the road. Yeah. How, how does that see? That's like that's got to be like the mattress foundation issue because nobody just. I mean, that had to have blown off of, of a pickup truck or something, right? Was it sitting upright or knocked down? It was sitting upright. That's the weird. And, that's they some, le- and they just left it there. So did you guys call it? You just left it, or did you like when I was in school, I might have been like, "What kind of condition is that dresser in?" I might have wanted to take it back to the house. <laughs> well, I thought it Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I would imagine that we survived it. It could have been just a, a cautionary tale. We wouldn't know Taryn now, and that would have been devastating because we're better for knowing him. Uh, Elizabeth, 700 WLW with Sterling, what have you seen on the road? Uh, one day or one time I was, I drove the interstates a lot. One time I was going in 471, and uh, a guy was in front of the car. He was in a truck in front of the car in front of me, I think how how it was, and a wheelbarrow flew off of his out of the bed of his truck, and somehow the guy that was following him did not get hit with the wheelbarrow. I didn't get hit by the wheelbarrow, but parts were flying all over the road, and I looked in my rear view mirror, you could just see people swerving to the right and the left lane. It was just ridiculous. I can't even remember how it happened. All I remember is this wheelbarrow was flying through the air and and then hit the road, and parts were flying all over the place. Yeah, that's not a good feeling, that's for sure. Elizabeth, I'm glad you live to tell the tale i mean that that's the and then it's just muscle reaction you know what i mean that that's just you know what do you need to do in the in, automatically to, to find your way home and, and safely jennifer quickly before we hear from zach taylor about them Bengals and andy dalton he, he, you know he's starting for the Bengals tomorrow are you excited i am i love the Bengals. Uh, there, there who you day? Go. The, who day yeah so maybe not next day but day after next but that's a whole other thing <laughs> what have you seen on the road jennifer this was approximately 15 years ago on um, interstate 40 I'm from Cincinnati, live in North Carolina, so I was traveling back to North Carolina with my infant daughter, and there was a toilet paper truck that had been in a wreck. It busted open, and there were big rolls of toilet paper, like um, for restaurants and such, all over the interstate. So people were parking their cars, getting out, hitting golf balls, playing catch. I mean, we were there for hours. <laughs> now, you didn't get any extra that hadn't been damaged and just throw it in the trunk? Because you know they were riding it off. You can't resell toilet paper from the road. I thought about it. If it would have been the smaller rolls, I possibly would have um, snagged some. But oh. I wanted that pickle story. Yes. I wonder that same thing. Was it slices? Yeah, I, I don't know what that was and what kind. I like those zesty bread and butter pickles, but there, there's no report on it. I'll just see if we can't get details. Jennifer, thank you. Chip, Tim, others on the other side of your 6 o'clock report. More Sterling after Zach Taylor on 700 WLW.